0: He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel.
1: Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. Uh, you can go to Apple Podcast to write a five-star review and share this magic that I put together every episode, as it's a different Facebook friend, every episode, for an interview, anything goes, who knows what we're going to talk about, and uh, you can follow on social media, at Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Patreon.com slash FunnyEvan, you can support. So... This will be a nice change of pace. I've had some very politically significant episodes in recent memory, and uh, it's been good to to kind of just shoot the breeze with someone from my comedy past and present. Uh, his name is Ethan Ullman, and uh, the big thing he wanted to promote and that we're going to talk about is he has a podcast with a friend, Dave Rossi, and it's all dedicated to Weird Al Yankovic. So uh, we're going to talk a lot Weird Al. If you're a Weird Al fan, this is a thing for you. Um, he's also a comedian and a a producer of shows of comedy and he, we got to get into how the uh, COVID has affected uh, his schedule and our outdoor comedy shows are a true reality. Um, But uh, we kind of just, shot the breeze for an hour. We also went down memory lane because, uh, we did a show together at RPI. RPI has been one of my favorite places to perform over the years. Uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute near Albany. I think they're in Troy and, uh, we're going to reminisce about that show and, uh, we're going to see where we go from here. Um, it should be a fun episode. So here's my talk with Ethan Ullman. My next Facebook friend on socially awkward with Evan Wexel is someone I met. Oh, geez, maybe 15 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, I convinced him to perform comedy with me one time, and uh, he's a funny man, and he has a podcast of his own called Dave and Ethan's 2000 Weird Al Podcast. Welcome, Ethan. How are you?
0: Hey, Evan. How's it going?
1: Going good, man. We are. I'm great just to be here. Yeah, <laughs> great to both be at home uh yes yes so so i'll start with the podcast i mean i guess you've been is weird Al like one of your your funny your favorite funny people like inspirations and stuff
0: oh absolutely yeah i've been a fan of weird al since i was like seven or eight years old and i've just been obsessed i'm a huge collector of anything and everything weird al uh i don't know if you can see behind me but all that is pretty much weird al stuff in this room room. i don't know if
1: you can see behind me this is all shit i never sold on amazon that i need to still find a way to sell but uh
0: yeah but yeah so uh i've been a huge fan of weird al my whole life and um my friend dave rossi um who i believe you've met i probably
1: have and i recognize the name yeah
0: yeah he is uh he's pretty much known in the weird al fan community as al's number one fan And um, we've been friends for a while because we would see each other at shows. And then we also uh, got to know each other just because he had a a very strong presence in the Weird Al fan community. And um, we realized that we would be up at night until like two or three in the morning just talking about (laughs) Weird Al related things. And we're like, we should just record this.
1: (laughs) How many times have you seen UHF?
0: Oh, too many to count. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Al live um, around 50 times. I don't know oh, my no exact way. number off the top of my head. Dave's seen him somewhere over 200 times. Our friend Jeremy's seen him like over 350 times. So I, I surround myself with the uh, the biggest and weirdest weird Al fans. <laughs> do, um, <laughs>
1: do they then does not Al then know about these people that that go see them hundreds of times? Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
0: If you go to like 20, 20 shows, I think Al starts to know you. Once you get around the fifty or hundred mark, um, yeah, you you can't get away with Al not recognizing you at that point.
1: Yes, I have that in the in my Bon Jovi fandom world. There's a guy from Italy named Luca who's seen Bon Jovi over two hundred times. Wow So he knows him. He goes to all the trips and he's yeah. like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. So <laughs> And I guess I "What what is the first Al song that really uh, hit you that was like, oh man, this is something.
0: Well, I was a kid and um, I was, I believe, well, like I said, seven or eight years old when I first learned about Al and that's right when Bad Hair Day came out. Okay. And um, that, I mean, Amish Paradise is amazing. I've always yes. loved Gump. You know, the <laughs> night Santa went crazy is great for an adult, but it's super funny when you're a kid So those songs, you know, I loved. And then when Running With Scissors came out, Saga Begins, you know, the Star Wars um, episode one song. And then, I mean, my all-time favorite um, when I was a kid was Albuquerque, which I still love. It's, you know, it's it's 11 minutes and like 16 seconds long. And uh, Al wrote it just to be annoying and people just latched onto it and absolutely love it. So um, that one, I remember when I was like in elementary school, I would just walk around the playground and sort of playing football uh i would just recite albuquerque to my my loyal group of friends and they loved it
1: (laughs) uh yeah because i got into i don't know if i never got into al i just from doing the guitar comedy i guess i just kind of you circle around and you find uh those similar people like there was a band uh throwing toasters this guy grant is a big was a big Al guy and then there's this guy dino mike that i knew i mean i'll let my facebook friend al fans i have a handful of them that are somehow facebook friends with me and and would definitely know about this how how long has this podcast been going on and
0: well we launched it last may so it's been going on a little bit over a year and um just to correct the title it is dave and ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Oh, so each was. episode is another inch. So, okay. um, that's you know, that the was. first was. That was not a quote. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's confusing and I, I should have sent it to you and, and spelled out the word inch. Um, it, but, um, yeah, there, there's a Weird Al song called Frank's 2000 inch TV. Okay. So we thought it would be funny if we had a 2000 inch podcast. It's just something that, you know, you can't comprehend a 2000 inch podcast. So yeah. Um, because we do a different podcast each week, and it's a it's a different inch. Yeah. Uh, the goal is to do two thousand episodes over two thousand <laughs> weeks, and um oh, it'll be going on like thirty or forty years. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to do. I have like four thousand Facebook friends to interview, and I'm oh, like geez. only a hundred in. So I'm like,
1: oh my gosh. uh oh, boy. Yeah. So man, what was I going to say? So what my thing was with Al was, I guess I was doing a show. It was, it was They booked something at the Mint in LA for raising money for his star on the Walk of Fame. Right. And other people did it. Like I think Chris Hardwick and like Hard and Firm, they, they did yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. And there were some other people that did it and it was, it was a packed, fun crowd. And I mean, I did learn Saga Begins pretty well. And, so uh, cool. they seemed to, they seemed to dig it. And I did one of my other, my dumb songs as well, but, uh, yeah, it seemed like there was a good <laughs> fandom, and I don't know. Uh, did you watch his getting the star on the Walk of
0: Fame or or anything like that? I was actually I flew out to L.A. No and, way, um, because I I was um, someone who had donated um, right. both money and uh, I sold stuff from my collection for it, sure. and I did some press for it. Um, I was actually interviewed in Vice um, mm-hmm. regarding Al <laughs> <and> the star, <laughs> um, so I actually got to be a, a VIP. So I, I wasn't. Dr. Demento or Al's you know, parent parents-in-laws right. VIP level. But I was the next best thing. I was standing right there. Um, so I got to watch the whole thing. And then Al's manager threw um some of the VIP donors a um an after party at the Viper Lounge. And um they gave us free dinner. Um oh, Al's bass guitarist Steve J um with his band, they played uh some music for us. And then Al and Dr. Demento showed up and he said hi to everyone and and thanked us and took pictures it was really fun no
1: way I feel like I had an invite or something I, just, I didn't make it to some kind of event that weekend I don't know if I was out of town or what but I was like oh
0: uh, it I, was I a Monday but, it was It was really yeah. weird like I had to get there at like 7 in the morning on a Monday mm. and wait for 3 hours even though I was guaranteed a spot you still had to be there early so it, yeah it's <laughs> I just but I flew out just for that. So.
1: No, I just remember it was funny what he said when he said like, "Just guys, just, just please don't pickaxe my star,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: don't trumpet. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna make in much trouble. Uh, has the yeah, has the, his music like? When's the last album he's written that's come out? Like is, it, is he still kind of stay current? And it was
0: 2014. Uh, okay. We haven't gotten um, a new song for a couple years. He did a polka medley of the Hamilton musical, and that came out a couple years ago. <laughs> And it's great. I mean, I've never seen Hamilton. Neither I don't know either. if I ever will see Hamilton, oh. but I know all the words to Alice Polka medley of Hamilton. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, so that's the last thing. Um he didn't interview uh in July saying that next month that there was a music thing coming out. So we're not yeah. sure what that means yet, but hopefully, you know, in the next, you know, thirty or so days we'll figure figure out what that is. I don't know if that's just a collaboration or a new song. I doubt it's going to be a new album, Yeah, but at the very least, you know, it's, it's going to be some sort of song, I yeah. believe, or a music video or something.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it's, I just think, I don't remember what I first met you. I think it was, uh, you were doing like radio on yeah. your own. Like, do you have this radio show online or was it something you were doing on like the airwaves?
0: Yeah, it was actual You've, FM radio to, to, <laughs> i I
1: don't know you'd feature like you featured al and i think i noticed you featured like dane cook and stephen lynch and you'd actually like talk to these people
0: i never got to interview dane cook i always wanted to and it just it never worked out but uh yeah stephen lynch i had uh a couple times i interviewed um jimmy fallon lewis black was on a couple times um people who've gone on to to bigger success i've also interviewed like harry um not harry um Oh, who's the guy with the Netflix show now? <laughs> uh, Hassan Minhaj, I had oh, him yeah. on he, when he was, you know, just just starting. Yeah. Um, but then I also had people like Stephen Wright on. I got wow. to interview both guys from the it Might Be Giants. I interviewed Al and his whole band. Wow. Doctor Demento was my final guest. I did the show for just about eight years, oh, and wow. it was on FM radio, and then it was simulcast through the internet, and. Um, it never was a podcast though. It was just, right. you, know, before, you had, to, you had before, to be there.
1: Before podcasts, you had to actually tune in or go right. on a website or something. <laughs> right. right. Cause then I, cause I knew you were in that area. And then there was this one time you opened for me or did a show with me at RPI.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you did, was so I, I, it was
1: so funny cause you did a character. Yes. It was, it was like this, <laughs> this with a character with almost like a deviated septum. I don't know what you would call who that was. <laughs> uh i his still like Brooke. know people from that show who've attended like i'm still oh, really? in touch with one or two uh <laughs> but what was the name of that guy again and the, like
0: my character's name is Brooke. Brooke. And, um the the idea his name is Brooke, and his last name starts with an s and the s last name is different every time um, um because every time is his first time ever doing stand-up and um <laughs> yeah that was that was that was a really fun show and also um my friend kevin marshall was there that's so right it was the three he of us
1: wrestling with me i think he knew like, he was like a,
0: he worked for wwe oh, yeah, a,
1: i think for a little bit i think he wrote for he did them. he did yeah. yeah
0: yeah and he was working in rpi i believe at the time that uh he did that show wow but that was so cool we did it right in like a lecture center or something we did it
1: in a lecture hall and they just like a, few frater- a fraternity and a sorority may have crammed in and it was awesome.
0: uh, I, I still like think about how awesome that show was.
1: Oh, good, yeah, no, it was fun. I had like, a, I think if it was the show where this girl said she would fight me when I brought her up on stage, um, <laughs> I had I did meet her, we did connect up again like several years later when I was doing a gig in like Jersey. So she came okay. out and it was, uh, yeah, did you no, fight? No, no, I mean, uh, but I mean, her nickname was Rampage. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, she means business. But yeah, I have a lot of good things came out of that show. I think there's a couple of of friends, Facebook friends I I got out of from doing that show and uh yeah, it was just a good time. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know what what the future holds for for comedy, at least doing stuff on campus right now. It's uh, so weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was I got- producing um I mean, I've been producing shows a lot um for the past 6 years I produced the longest running um uh, alternative comedy show in upstate New York, yeah. and uh, uh, middle of last year I expanded that to three shows a month. So it was instead of just being a Saturday once a month, it was right. a um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it was yeah. awesome. It was rocking. We were doing so well. We had Jonah Ray do our show, oh, wow. and then bam, the uh, <laughs> the pandemic hit, and it's it's so weird to go from performing and producing shows multiple times a month like that to yeah. nothing it's it's weird
1: can you produce it outdoors now is that something you would or is it not worth it even doing that like you'd have to like build a stage or
0: yeah i don't know i mean the the level of talent that we were getting through um you know like our last show was dave hill before that was jonah ray okay when people like that it's you know you have to be able to sell a certain number of tickets and you got to have, you know, venues who are willing to work with you. And I just don't think that um, it makes financial sense to, to try and do outdoor stuff. Um, And the whole idea with adding those other shows is that we're giving people a routed weekend. So we were able to get these bigger names to come up because instead of getting one show, they're getting three, you know, three shows they're getting hotel transportation. So it was a, it was a really cool thing, but it's just, you know, I think Going back and doing something else, we'd be working again with just local comics, you know, as headliners. It's just not something I'm really interested in. I'd rather wait, and do it right.
1: Yeah, and then then with the podcast, that can kind of just do that as well. I mean, you know, you're doing it once a week, so yeah, that's more. I mean, I don't know if that's that's your creative outlet for the time being, or if there's <laughs> other much. ways to. That's yeah, <laughs> like this is all I have. Like I I did. I made up a Corona, like just like a like a lecture talk on Corona, like just how to deal with it. And okay. uh, the one time I did it for school, I got Zoom bombed with like porn. So I'm like, oh, I, gotta, <laughs> I have to like find a way to do it again. Wow. I now know why that, I know now how to prevent that from happening. Okay. Like I'll tutor kids during the day and they don't do that to me. They'll be like, turn off your annotations. I'm like, okay, good call. I forgot.
0: Uh I I saw something weird on Reddit the other day where some kid changed his name to Zoom and yeah. then he requested access to his teacher's computer and she gave it to him because it said Zoom wants to access your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Just like middle school hacking.
1: Well, yeah, I I I do these like Zoom school classes with these kids and they'll like they'll change their name to my name or they'll change their <laughs> name to like reconnecting dot dot dot. Like they're trying to reconnect. <laughs>
0: You, i would have done all of that if i was kid
1: i don't <laughs> mind that i just hate when like people i like, call out but other than that i like, change right. your name to whatever you want i'll even change your name for you i just you know like i just kid from like niles from mississippi i'm like today you're hurricane niles deal with it <laughs> next day you're tropical storm niles we have downgraded <laughs> you but yeah oh that's great so that that's all we have now i mean i can't i don't know if you have you tried virtual
0: comedies since this i did thing? it once yeah. i did it once it was just awkward man like yeah. I, I just i didn't like it yeah. um you know it's it's some people just they they have that fire where they have to get out and perform yeah i feel like i was doing a lot more producing than yeah. actual stand-up so that's you know and i had like you said i have the the podcast as an outlet so I don't feel the need to to make myself extra uncomfortable and talk into silence and hope <laughs> people are laughing and <laughs> yeah. it's just it's weird. I
1: know. I mean, I'm I'm trying to do that with kids, and it's like I have to. I have just realized I could pin their videos when they perform. I have a comedy class for kids. I'll sometimes teach, and mm. you know, I'll and it's cool to like show them stuff and help them write. Or usually they're just reading it when it comes to performing. Uh, but it's just like even them, like you know, they're watching each other. You can't really hear the crowd for the interaction. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid to get other your audience to unmute because what if they block what the person's saying? Like you just it's just such a yeah, yeah. it's a broken medium, I feel like and you're just you're you're performing for comments. You're not performing for an audience.
0: There's no technology right now that does it. And just right. uh, my my personal job um was in uh live touring shows. Right. So um <laughs> we've taken, you know, my my personal job is taking a, a big turn and we're producing shows on zoom and we've spent a lot of, lot of time researching it and yeah. we're, we've been able to figure out how to do some really cool stuff with zoom. Yeah. But the one thing that just doesn't exist is getting real audience feedback without messing everything up. Yeah. It just doesn't exist anywhere.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm, one thing I'm starting to learn, did you ever hear, are you using like OBS? Is that what it's called? Or restream? Yeah. It's like to, to yeah. create different layers of design and, I have to, yep. kind of, I've watched some videos on, it. I have to, kind of have to self-teach it to kind of take it to the next
0: level. <laughs> I, I tried self-teaching myself and I I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I wanted yeah. to set up like a Twitch channel for our podcast. Right. And I, I think we still will, yeah. but I have a 17 year old brother uh-huh. and I just said, can you do all this? He's like, yeah, I know how to do all this. I'm like,
1: oh my gosh, hey, I'll, I'll hire him.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will I'll hire him.
1: him i yeah. will it's, i'll i'll pay i'll mind i hope, yeah. I, I need yeah. to like yeah i need to like have so it's like if i have a podcast with you and i can say i don't have to just type in iMovie this is socially awkward with ethan i can be like i can make it all fancy i <laughs> yeah. and, and your brother could do yeah. that that yeah. would help i because yeah. i have what? some random <laughs> facebook and non-facebook friends that could be uh on the horizon so uh would <laughs> be interesting yeah uh, yeah. So, so what I don't know, where, where do you, where do you kind of go from here? I, I, do you just kind of, you've, you've adjusted to life in this alternative schedule we now live in? All right. We're going to get back to my talk with Ethan Ullman. But first, I want to talk to you about a way to support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan. Uh, you can, for as little as a dollar a month, be one of my patrons and support the podcast. So I have more. T- Time and ability to interview tons of Facebook friends from all over my Facebook universe. Uh, different one every episode. I've already interviewed over a 100 and I've got to reach about 5,000. So this will be my life's work, my memoirs. Um, so uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can just hook it up and uh, even different reward tiers, getting consultations, being on the show yourself, even if you're not a Facebook friend. Uh, you know, title sponsorship, it's all out there. I'm going to, go to patreon.com slash funny Evan for all that data. And, uh, we're going to get back to now my talk with Ethan Holman.
0: Or, yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's really, it's bad for me because if I didn't have to get out of bed every day, I wouldn't. So right. if I don't have to leave or if I'm not supposed to leave, I just, I could just Stay in, watch TV, do stuff online. Right, like literally, like it's it is weird. Like I start thinking, like, man, I remember I used to have friends, I used to have family members right. that I would see. Right. But it, yeah, it's kind of weird because I, I just, I, it's like a new normal, and it's it's been, it's it like time is passing so it's so weird. Like it's been six months. I feel like, yeah. like it's been six months, right? Well, like, yeah, like it's, almost uh, six it's months.
1: Close, yeah. Like once <laughs> mid March, I think was when stuff started really shutting right. down.
0: It, it it feels like three weeks, like it doesn't feel like almost six months. So it's it's very weird.
1: Have you uh, have you watched some sense. of the sports as it's come back? Have you?
0: I'm not a sports guy, but yeah. I've heard it's it's a little awkward.
1: I mean, I'm I'm a wrestling fan, so I've seen wrestling since this whole thing's been starting. From going okay. to no crowds to to some crowds to they're hiring the they're using their like developmental talent to be the crowd. At okay. first they did it without masks. Now they're doing it with masks, which is still okay. kind of strange with masks and. Then they like almost. It's almost like someone's DJing the audience as the match progresses. Right, right, right. It's like you do a move, and then you play this crowd reaction. It's almost like a video game. So it's it's. But on. you kind of I,
0: expect those same actual reactions from a crowd. Yeah, you would, but you can just. You,
1: I can like, I can smell the the Garage Band in it all.
0: It just like yeah, how it just seems...
1: and it even like with the baseball games, like you're generating these virtual fans and. Crowd noise as they're getting ready to get one more out to go, standing ovation by <laughs> by fauci and two people and the sitting in the crowd
0: is it is it almost would you almost prefer it to just be nothing or do you think that it actually adds to it?
1: I mean, I think for the sake of people's careers, you gotta just play um mm-hmm. but it's like it's just weird that if basketball and hockey have found a way to make it happen and foot and basketball and in all their different ways like i feel like why would football delay their season then i mean it's like baseball they lost their first few months of the season so they're just going to play mm-hmm. the rest but now it's like football it's like what are we going to start on time we've already got rid of the preseason i'm like what were you guys doing the last four months uh <laughs> to get it's you're right. playing 16 games or if you want to uh, but then you got like people opting out like, we had a guy, like, I'm a Jets fan, you know, we had, like, C.J. Mosley, like, played one play last year and was injured the rest of the year. And now this year he's opting out. So, it's like, oh, man. Do
0: they still get paid if they opt out? I, they probably do. I mean, they would probably... So, uh, be why like, would you not opt out? Yeah, like, there's
1: probably, like, performance bonuses you probably would... You're right, okay,
0: okay. But, I mean, I don't
1: know what happened. Sense. Like, say, oh, you want assess, just opted out. Like, he just showed up, didn't show up Sunday for the game because he decided to opt out because <laughs> he's like he was playing the first 10 games of the of the he season. overslept
0: he's like oh like, uh, no, i didn't oversleep i, I opt out
1: yeah i just opted out that's all <laughs> that's what i'll do next time i'm late for something sorry guys i was opting I out. Opted out i'll be back though yeah <laughs> so that's that's kind of what, what life is uh i guess what we live in right now um totally. i mean obviously you're a host yourself do you have any questions for me it's our first conversation in like a decade
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> How what this doing? podcast is. <laughs> I'd love to hear about um you know the the stuff you did for the Star Fund. So just just to go back to the Star Fund. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so my co-host Dave Rossi, number one Weird Al fan. Yeah, he is one of the two Weird Al superfans who started that thing. And over about fifteen years, they. Um, Constantly petitioned for the Weird Al star, right? They finally got it accepted and then they raised forty thousand dollars to yeah. pay for it. Yeah, and it was successful and it was amazing. And now it's even more than forty thousand, it's like wow. fifty thousand. It's ridiculous. So, uh, but usually, oh, like so, a record did company, it. yeah, yeah, usually a record company or studio pays for the star. Um, but the their goal was we want Allega star and we want it to be a present from his fans. So yeah. it was really cool that they did that, but yeah. I, I'm so like, I'm so jealous that I wasn't at, there were two uh, benefit concerts. You were at the first one. Okay. And um, it hardened firmware. Like it's, it's amazing. It, it yeah. Like it's a I hoop forget hoop. who
1: else. It was a good lineup. Yeah. I would have to look at, I'd have to dig it up, but yeah, I even had like, I had a random dude from my acting class came up at that time. And just like <laughs> hung out in the back. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I remember That's there amazing. was like a weird out lookalike in the front row. It's like he would. The, the, the host called him like normal Al. Yeah, so he was like, "Oh look, it's normal Al in the front." And then the one I thing I had to mention is the the Dave and Ethan thing is that I I do have a Dave and Ethan. There was a Dave and Ethan that was like one of the biggest college touring acts for a few years, like maybe five really? years ago. Yeah, um, <laughs> Ethan Fixell and David Dude. They're both from my hometown, and they basically wow. brought this like dating show spoof to ca- campuses. Okay. And I think they'd bring on you know, like students on stage and simulate date situations and it was a lot of fun and then they would try to be like half, you know, instructional, half just goofy. But yeah, yeah. Dave and Ethan was like a legit wow. act that I feel like we that, need
0: to interview them on our show. You should. Dave you Ethan, should look them up. Dave
1: I'll 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 tag them in the in whatever. <laughs>
0: And, uh, do they yeah, have but, any, any connection to Weird Al? Have they ever listened I, to Weird Al? <laughs> uh,
1: I do, probably, maybe Ethan has, because Ethan, I think, played okay. guitar for a little bit.
0: Okay. So Ethan plays guitar, right. so
1: I think maybe there, there could be something there.
0: Yeah. It would be helpful at least just to have Ethan on because um, we've interviewed so many people named Dave and we've never right. interviewed anyone named Ethan. And it's just, it's it's really depressing. Uh, I have a friend a, from high Ethan. school
1: named Ethan. I could, you know,
0: <laughs> I just pass him on. I, I think the goal, I mean, the goal of our podcast is to find people who have actually worked with Al or yeah. are celebrities or right. super fans. Right. And we've we've gotten to interview Portugal the man. They are super fans of Weird Al. Okay. Um I don't know if you've seen the show Spongebob, but the guy who does the voice of Plankton, uh, Mr. Lawrence, he is actually has this really crazy connection to Al. One of Al's compilation albums, the food album Mm -hmm. was illustrated by the guy who does Plankton. And he did Filbert on (laughs) Roxas modern life. So it was just amazing. So it's like, you know, who would think that, that, that he is connected to Al and we reached out to him and it was so bizarre. He's like, yeah, I do have this weird connection to Al that he's like, Yeah, let's do the podcast. <laughs> and uh yeah, we we've um I guess the creepiest we've gotten yeah. with interviewing people <laughs> nice. is we um we interviewed Al's personal hair and makeup stylist. Oh nice. And um you know, we I, I met him at an event in December and I reached out to him and I was like, I'd like to, you know, I think it'd be really cool to interview you. Mm-hmm. And he's like I would do it, but I just gotta get permission from Al because it's just kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, not even um, two hours later, we got an email back from him, and he said, um, uh, "Not only did Al say yes to the interview, he spoke really highly of you guys, and uh, oh wow, uh, you know, he gave his blessing." Al actually has told us that he listens to the podcast. Nice. Which I, I guess if someone did an Ethan Ullman podcast, I would. listen. <laughs> 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 but I don't think we considered that when we started the podcast that Al would be a listener of ours.
1: That'd be a nice nostalgic. She'd probably send you like a gold record with like it signed. Right. To <laughs> they adapt the they adapt your logo of the podcast to like some gold platinum record. <laughs> like you just went number one and bumped Beyonce out of the top spot.
0: <laughs> I would love that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, I mean, my connection with Al, it's just really that. And just from being around guitar acts, there was like the board tour was something I did for a few years in California where just a bunch of like guitar acts would get together and just whether it was one year at the Ice House, one year it was like a Cal State Long Beach and Dr. Demento did go the one at Cal State Long Beach. So I did get to meet him one time and I did, he's a Facebook friend. So, I mean, he technically his, his day could come. Where he's I could,
0: come.
1: I could, I should, uh, to talk to him about all that stuff. Cause I was, I would send him my stuff. I sent my stuff to Demento and he would, mm-hmm. he would play my stuff or he'd play like an album of whatever. And mm-hmm. he just wants to make sure, like, if as long as it fits the theme of that he has for that right. week. Um, but yeah, and I still get the emails that, like, I don't know if he's, they send out like the playlists every week. I don't know if it's playlists from Dr. Demento where it's current or if he just sends sometimes his playlist from like the 70s. And it's like a okay. rebroadcast.
0: So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not on the email, but I'm in the, there's like an f- official Facebook group. And he oh, nice. posts the, um, you know, the weekly, because he's still doing the show. Okay. Um, he posts the weekly show. And then I think sometimes they post like a, a retro uh, playlist yeah. as well. Because yeah. if you subscribe on his website, you get access to the archive. So I think as they upload new ones, you get notified. I don't know. Something okay. like that.
1: Oh, cool. All right, yeah, I'm I'm down for for finding some more demento. Um, okay, <laughs> so it's Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Yes, that yes. is the thing. Is it a is there a website for it, or people should just search it wherever?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, we we um, we set up 2000inch.com. Oh, nice. We also set up weirdalpodcast.com. So, oh,
1: that's a good one. Um,
0: yeah, everywhere on social media though, we are just at 2000 inch. And surprisingly that wasn't taken. I, I don't know how <laughs> surprising to me. I don't know how surprising to a yeah. weird weirdo super fan, but right. 2000 inch seems like a, a pretty, yeah. Two, pretty nice 2000 is
1: prime real estate.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> As an Ethan, do you get called Evan sometimes? Oh, totally. Okay.
0: Yeah. Evan, um, you get Ethan sometimes. Yeah.
1: I saw and Eric, my brother-in-law's Eric, so that makes it even worse sometimes.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's bad. Yeah. I, um, did you know jim florentine the i know Canadian? he is i
1: know that yeah, yeah i love him
0: I, i've been a fan of him for a very long time and ever since i was like 13 i've gone to every show he does uh yeah. through this area so he knows me he's you know it's like if you go to enough shows they they start to know who you are right <laughs> and uh a few years ago i i uh i asked him for an autograph and he signed to evan and, nice uh, <laughs> <he's> <laughs>
1: Do you get Ethan misspelled a lot, or is it pretty much not? People
0: a- people want to say E-A, uh, <laughs> Um although grammatically, when you think it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, that that's what I get. Okay, Evan a lot uh, sometimes. Ian, um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird, um, you know. So, but then, like the nicknames will be like Ethan Allen. Like people oh, right, think they're the clever. Right. I get that. Yeah, yeah I get that oh. sometimes um the but my parents they they claimed that they went with ethan because it doesn't rhyme with anything so there's no real like um schoolhouse insults for ethan yeah um so the the some kid tried once and he's like ethan uh easter bunny i was like that's 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 not that's just embarrassing yeah
1: (laughs) i think my dad wanted me to be an edward and i think my mom vetoed it and said evan so it that was sense, going to be an I mean, E, e regardless. Yeah, it was going to be an E after after do you a relative. Get called,
0: so. do you get called E a lot? Like, yo, E, E dubs.
1: I don't know E dubs because it's W is my last name. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they say E dubs. No, E dubs is good. That's
0: that, that's a good name.
1: That that's a good one. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's good. I don't. know. I mean, I like it. I don't, I'm. I don't know if I'm in the the hip nickname forty and over crowd. I mean, sure, I'll, I'll take it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but. Do you ever get flack or when you were a kid, do you get flack for having the initials you?
1: No, it never came up. I mean, it's just like, it's an E and then you just turn it sideways and then, and then you have a W it's really easy to initial. I mean, when if you need to initial stuff, I don't know, EW right. is an easy way to initial. Well,
0: things. What's your middle initial L. So LW. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nothing special. Yeah, there. Cause when I, I have like a, you know, I of course have like a signature for my name, but yeah. then I, 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 my middle name is W. So I do the EW, um, when I do my initials, you, you, yeah. Oh, so it E-W- just ends up being oh, like Eastern e- Washington
1: university. There you go.
0: Dude. I just learned about that a few years ago and I yeah. bought every bit of merch that they have. <laughs> so now I have like e- EWU, my initials, my hat, I have shirts I even included in the um my my online order. I was like, hey, if you guys have any, you know, old stickers or anything, these are my initials. I'm so excited. And they yeah. sent me like twenty decals. So now my car has EWU on the nice. side. Nice. No, are like,
1: I what is that? <laughs> no, I did I did a gig there. I did gig once really? at EWU. Yeah, it was, That's it, was, awesome. it was it was a Greek thing. And that was maybe again like 10 years ago, who knows? But mm. yeah, I mean I I good, I, I antagonized the women in the audience. Um and they were it was, <laughs> but it was for a good gimmick. And, uh, yeah, but it was a good, you know, it's out east, obviously, eastern Washington. And I guess I flew into Spokane as my guess. And then uh, hmm. just head out that way. So, EW, it seems like a decent school, you know, when it opens again or whatever it does. And,
0: I want to visit it just for, yeah because it has my, I would, initials.
1: I would be like, I know this, if I ever can get a gig, I'd be like, I know this guy, he has your initials. <laughs> Let's
0: make it yeah, happen. have them fly me out. I can open for you. Yes,
1: yeah, and- so <laughs> we'll even fly out some audience members from RPI and just like bring them back.
0: Yes, audience reunion reunions. tour. Yeah. So, has anyone ever done that in audience reunion? I don't. Show? I
1: feel like we would need like a, a prime event to, to do that. That'd be a very obscure event, <laughs> like RPI should- in a lecture hall in two thousand nine.
0: <laughs> I I mean, if I was part of an audience and someone, like the performer got in touch with me and they're like, we're doing a a reunion show, everyone the same audience, we're going to do all the same jokes, (laughs) I would go. (laughs) It's just, it's such a good story.
1: I feel like it'd be better if it was like, maybe for a band, I think that'd be probably more nostalgic. I think with the audience, who knows, who (laughs) knows what unwoke stuff would not fly that was less woke. (laughs) from earlier have you, had to,
0: have you had to cut songs or, or change lyrics um, with the wokeness well, i'll i'll be i'll be blunt with
1: you guys i have like I, there's these new songs i would love to release that i just i feel they're the, they're amazing and they they definitely push buttons like mm-hmm. uh but i my stuff is so interactive where i can't do virtual like i'm not i can't just play my four minute song and just freaking here to laugh at this part. I'm like, no, I right. need a person on stage next to me as my internet boy. just right. Like Quentin was at RPI. And then I need you guys to yell out suggestions, which I guess you could chat to me for my Mad Libs of whatever I do. Right. 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 Um, but no, it's I mean, quality, I, yeah, I mean, I had, in 05, I wrote a song called I Want to Be Black and I Love It. And I've been doing, like, (laughs) Facebook Lives and I've been playing it. And then, you know, I I did interview someone from BLM for my podcast. And I'm like, okay, so I got that. You want to be black, but you don't want to be black. I'm like, okay, I hear you. I still love the song.
0: (laughs) Right. I, I, I mean, there's a difference between, like, saying, like, I want to be black and being a comedian, doing a song, you know, there's a difference, you know, you're not, you know,
1: and that's like kind of the attack on free speech that sometimes you have to deal with. I wrote another song like that. I haven't played out. I played it in front of an audience one time and, and, and I just, I could see them just like tense up right when I said it, because (laughs) the the intro of the song is about how I'm just like awkward and annoying. Call me any names, but don't call me racist because I have one black friend. And that's like, whether I have it or not, I did it two two times. I did it at a college. I did do it at a college at Halloween. And I thought it was funny. And I got a black person to come up on stage with me and we did the rest of the song and it was funny. And he's like, you're an idiot. But I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> and I've run lyrics by like my black friends. Like, can I get away with this? Can I mention, should I mention rep? It's, it's very prophetic because I had like something about police brutality that I'm I'm going to take out and change to like reparations. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. me not, not giving a freak about it and um you know i have like a, a thing about a, wanting to have like a gender neutral baby and i just think that's you know my wife and i want to have a kid and we're gonna make it a joke that's like it's gonna be a gender neutral baby that's all i support <laughs> the community i support all gender neutral babies and parents and whatever you want to do but you know but yeah i, don't, I mean, it's it's test it's testy i wouldn't bring that to a college per se i'd have to
0: you know no. yeah i mean didn't like well, wasn't they tell me Rock? do
1: whatever you want if they're like do whatever you want I've
0: I've done so many shows where they say, do what you want. I do what I want. And then they're like, you shouldn't have done that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would, I don't think I would do the, like the one black friend song. I would, I don't know if I'd even release it but, or even play it live, but it's like my little jewel. <laughs> like you have, <laughs> you, yes. You have these like little jewels that maybe you, you're two of your, your unwoke jewels that are, you would not play anymore from yesteryear. And I have like old songs I've pulled down from the internet just because I'm not going to even tell you what the name of the song was. But uh, <laughs> you know, when you're starting out as a comedian, it's a great luxury to be able to just throw these ridiculous concepts that are inappropriate to an audience but now, you know, when people have a phone and can cancel you or pull something out of the past, it's like,
0: well, that's. I uh, mean, the problem is people. I mean, it, it, I I haven't heard your one black friend song, but I assume you're making fun of people. It's very gentle. Who,
1: it's a very gentle ballad. Yeah, but
0: I but you're making fun of people who are, who are like you I can be that. racist because I have a black friend. Totally. You're not saying you can be racist because you're black. You're making fun of it. It's yeah. a satire, and I don't think some of the woke people understand yeah. satire or give stuff a chance to understand that it is satire. Right. Right. I mean, so we're that's, just coming I mean that's of... the problem. It's like, I'm joking, but it's like, we don't care. So right. it's, that's, that's yeah. a weird fine line. Right. We're just dealing with sure. that
1: right now with like trader Joe's. Like we don't like food with trader Jose on them. That's racist. I'm like, Trader Joe's is like, it's not. So, <laughs> I have yeah. heard that. Oh, really? No, Trader Joe's, they're like, all this petition happened where it's like, we don't like Whoa. Trader Jose or Trader Giotto or Trader Ming. What? And we think these are, and Trader Joe's was like, okay, we're going to discontinue all that racial branding because it's culturally insensitive. But of course, customers are like, no, it's not. And then Trader Joe's is like, we've decided it's not racially insensitive and it's just celebrating our culture with good marketing so you know it's just (laughs) i just think i have to write you got to write without a a buffer but when the when it comes time to like perform it for an audience you know they might just be your own little jewels your own little treasure chest but yeah and i made (laughs) i'm gonna show you this i've been like designing shirts on the side just like oh cool so i've made like one of these like woke like i stand with Jose and Giotto. (laughs) I stand with these fictional racial characters who are being persecuted for being a different race. That's awesome. It's more racist than actually. Yes. It's more racist to cancel them than to look at. Anyway.
0: So so we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. I hope there's like almost. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like it's almost at the point where people are just like looking for stuff to cancel. Like, oh, this could be offensive, uh, black marker.
1: <laughs> right. Did you ever see the the documentary, Can We Still Take a Joke? It was like with no. Godfrey and uh, Lisa Lampanelli. It's on Mm-mm. Amazon Prime. I saw it on Amazon Prime. It's like okay it's about that. It's about like, you know, the colleges being so like strict now. And then like people are heckling uh, audience members. Like, and it's tough because you have like student comedians at college that are there to like foster their creativity. And, you know, if they say, even if they're not funny, I mean, still like let them get their feet wet. And if they got to say like, you know, all women major in like something stupid or like this major's dumb or what, you know, let, let them just, you know, you, you, gotta take your bumps. You're not letting anyone take their bumps. Um, but that's something you should check out. There's a, if can we still take yeah. a joke? And then there's another documentary called no safe spaces, which is the okay. same type of uh, same type of thing. I just hope there's like a big, like kind of like broom like reflex back reactionary like you know what everything's gonna go again just just let it all you can't you're just gonna eliminate language you just let it all just fly open again and then there'll be <laughs> such relief i think um because if you like lisa lampanelli talks about how you know i have people in wheelchairs writing me like what the heck why can't you make fun of me <laughs> so, so
0: it's like i want to be made but like, so you know right.
1: it, it's a community it's a community you don't want to ruin the community it's, anyway yeah
0: one I, I don't know if this has anything to do with it yeah but i i recently did a a, a show where a local college bought like 80 tickets so the show was like primarily college kids yeah. they bust them all into the show yeah. we had no idea we you know we we're just doing our regular monthly show right and um I don't know if, if this is just a generational thing, but yeah. like all of them are on cell phones. They're not paying attention. Oh, they're God. texting. And it's just, it's almost, and I'm only 30. I'm not yeah. like, you know, old grandpa here. Oh, me,
1: I'm older complaining now. Complaining
0: about stuff. But, it, it, but it's, I, I wonder if it's just like, if you're not fully paying attention to a show, maybe you're going to be more offended if you hear one thing like, oh, I heard one black friend you know i'm yeah, offended yeah. but you weren't paying attention you don't know what right you know the, the previous 15 minutes were setting it up
1: yeah and i mean i'll, I'll do like high school i do all i was weird i usually do like seven high school gigs at the end of the year for graduations and um mm. i had one luckily i had only one scheduled this year because that mean only one was canceled <laughs> this one pushed me now to 2021 <laughs> Um, but I'll, I'll re spread my wings again. But you know, sometimes these kids usually they don't have their phones, but I mean, yeah, you just, they're so used to now, like just watching crap on YouTube that it's like, this is the live genuine experience right. that you can't I mean, get anywhere I,
0: else. I, I don't know about you, but unless it's a show I really care about when I'm yeah. watching TV, I've got my phone in my hand and I'm like totally. Instagram or Reddit or, or something. And it's, totally. I, I, I get it. It's like, if you're going to be at a comedy show, you want to kind of multitask, you can be a little antisocial. And I feel like everyone's moving towards this antisocial-ish behavior. And I I don't think the pandemic's helping at all. Um, But I get it. Like if I'm at my own show, I'm a producer, so I can sit in the back. I'm a comic. I can sit in the back and be on my phone. But if you're paying to be there, you better be paying attention to the show. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. I I mean, like, I, sometimes I just want to be on my phone. It's, sure. It's yeah, addictive.
1: I, no, totally. And uh got to see the likes and I got to see the comments. I got <laughs> to right. see who I'm going to unfriend. So, uh, right. Yeah, because sometimes you just post something and see like, I wonder what kind of gnats I can, you know,
0: but uh, cool. So, yeah, go ahead. So, I was just going to ask you, you said unfriending. Because of this show, do you feel like you can't unfriend people because you're losing potential guests? What show? The oh, show so could- we're doing.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> I don't you know what, if, <laughs> if I've been your Facebook friend for 11 years, and if I do like, say like one stupid political post without even being political, it's about politics. And the only thing I get from you in 10 years is just you commenting something that's not contributing to showing right. any like warmth. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I don't care where you're from. I don't care how we knew each other. If this is all we are, we out. should just be friends in, in real life and not be friends on Facebook. Yeah. I got, I got, I'm already, like, deleting enough requests, so I'm just going to, like, let's, I'll let others in. I'm never going to run out. I, my, before you, I interviewed, like, the VP nominee for the Libertarian Party. And the wow. guy, like, right before I interviewed him, I'm like, eh, technically you're not my Facebook friend, but we'll still do this. And then he's like, okay, I'll confirm you. I'm like, oh, good. So... <laughs> But yeah, I don't mind losing, you know, it's, it's like an evolution. You're never going to, you know, you're always growing. Like it's like in college, you know, your freshman year friends may be different than your senior year. Totally.
0: And yeah. So I I, I mean, I'll go through, I'll see like a post by someone. and I have no idea who they are. And it's like, sometimes you meet someone in college and you're like, Oh, we're at this thing together. Let's be friends. But then they get married and their name changes. And it's like, I don't know who the heck this person is. And I don't even have that reminder of their last name. Um, yeah, so i I haven't been unfriending people, but like no, literally really, just just yeah. this week, I started unfollowing people. Have you done right. that?
1: Yeah, I've unfollowed a lot more. I just I've seen it's not like it wasn't like a a one strike and you're out thing. It was just kind of like, all right, this is like the third time. <laughs> this is the same <laughs> pattern of behavior. <laughs> we'll have to end. i and there's people I say, and I even told people, you know what, unfollow me if I'm not if I'm not your cup of tea. So. I mean, I there's someone I snoozed that I that we've agreed to on I've agreed on he's agreed to unfollow me. I'm like, fine, we're good friends. <laughs> unfollow me. I now see his stuff again. I'll like it again. But you know, he, 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 yeah, you just want to be responsible on social media and uh you just kind of you kind of roll with it and it's not I don't try to unfriend people. It's more like uh I'll try to unfollow or just hide stuff for the time being, or just kind of like i'll push i'll wait i'll snooze you three times until after the election and then i'll welcome you back <laughs> but sometimes it's like if this is i can i could tell the with foreshadowing this is we're, we're never going to be going to menchies together and having frozen yogurt <laughs> i just feel like that won't
0: happen so yeah I feel, I feel like you know when i was younger and maybe this is how we even first connected um when i first got into comedy and facebook was kind of you know myspace had just gone away and the whole thing with myspace is you wanted as many friends as possible so i remember adding as many comedians as possible just to build up my network and now it's like i don't know who the hell these people are i don't remember (laughs) where i found them so i've just been on i I don't want to unfriend anyone because you know it's it's still good to have that connection yeah um you know potentially doing a show or have someone come to town and they they need a spot but it's like, I don't, I don't know who they are. I don't need yeah. to see their updates. I don't need to see what memes they're sharing. Yeah. So I've literally unfollowed like 500 people in the last no couple days. Cool. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know who you are. If well, I saw their name and I don't know who they are, they get unfollowed. Yeah. Like when I thing. was,
1: when I was building my Facebook in like Oh four Oh five, I was like my college Tufts was one of the, the few colleges that could have Facebook in the very beginning. Oh, okay. Wow. It was like, cause it was like Harvard and Tufts and yeah. some other yeah. colleges. And, um, <laughs> So, which I love it. I love Tufts and it's not hoity-toity. It's very nice. Um, But I I was just like, I wanted shows at Tufts. So I would just like add a bunch of people like class of 08s and 07s. And now I have on my friend list, like all like 200 08s and 07s. I don't, that's the only way... (laughs) And they're like a few random people, like, will like stuff that I don't like, and that's fine. I'll let them stick around. And I, but I'm eventually trying to interview these random people, and that's why I have the podcast too. <laughs> these random cuss people that I've been adding in 04 because they were going to graduate or maybe bring me in for a show while I was still in, they were still in college that's in brilliant. 06. <laughs> and, uh, and they, I just, I mean, a few of them I've unfriended just because, like, whatever, I'm, I'll clean it out a little bit, but, you know, I'm still pretty, pretty clogged with with friends, and it's fine, and we'll
0: we'll roll All with right. it. It's a lot of episodes. Here's the question. Here's yes. the question. Once someone has been on the podcast, are they now un, un, un unfriendable? No, I'm. I hold them on. I hold so on to them. They're, so safe. If they're if you don't know who the hell they are, but they do a podcast interview with you, they're safe. They're go, Yeah, they're safe. May,
1: they're safe because they were amazing. willing. I've had someone that just added me randomly, some random girl that because she was a new comic, she's like friending other comics. And I'm like, who are you? Okay. Do you want to be in my podcast? And she's like, when I'm like, Oh, right now. So we just had a podcast for like half an hour. And <laughs> she told me about her comedy and her art that she does. And you know, now she's wow. married and I promoted her getting married and just like, you know, just the, <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's cool. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a stamp. It's a stamp of a connection. And, uh, you know, it's good to just connect and reconnect as, as we now know. And, uh, you know, and we'll see. I could, always, I could always say you come back, but you would have to bring a new Facebook friend of mine with you. So sometimes I would get oh. a repeat. I would get a repeat. You could okay. come back on, but there must be a new Facebook friend for a future episode.
0: Interesting. Unless Very if
1: it's, and if it's just like, say there's like just some random person that's not on Facebook and she's banned or whatever it is, I would have to still have a, some other shorter interview with a Facebook friend to continue the streak. So Understood, it's like, it's like, makes, it's like yeah. saying if, um you know, it's like if I were to interview Nancy Pelosi, she's not my Facebook friend, but I'm going to interview my friend, Barbara. So I'll talk to her for five minutes and then I'll talk to Nancy Pelosi <laughs> to make it a valid episode. <laughs>
0: so. I love, do your listeners care as much about the rules as you do? No, only I care. I have a lot. <laughs> I think, I don't
1: know if anyone else has, it's like, do you have like rules in your life that only you give yourself a hard time about? Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like no one else gives yeah. a shit. I would give a shit. <laughs> it's like I have two books about this like radio talk show host Mike Francesa And like no he doesn't give a crap that I wrote two books about him I'm like I have to get his permission <laughs> after harassing him a little bit I got his like I don't care answer I'm like good that's permission <laughs> so you
0: know I didn't know you wrote a book about Mike two books about Mike Francesa oh let me show you
1: I'll pull him off the shelf what's that yeah
0: he's well, oh, you can't hear me probably yeah so
1: yeah. he's the, the he's uh, like
0: the he was with Mad Dog right yeah and
1: he just he just left like he retired a few times and now right. he just like stopped doing regular shows on the fan so he'll like maybe he'll be a guest once in a while so first so uh, he's because, a guest
0: on your show no no I was like oh, no, oh he would oh, be a guest on me. like
1: another fan show or or okay, that's what we'll okay. do from now on but like he joined Twitter when he never said he would so when he was first on Twitter that like excited me so much that I would write stupid replies to him. On Twitter, and it's playing off of like common dumb callers that have called in and inside jokes, and so I basically just screenshotted all my tweets about him to him, and just made a book <laughs> compilation of just like my stupid tweets. And it's hard to, you know, it's like it's just like a Mister Rogers tweet underneath a GIF underneath my freaking uh, tweet about him about Jason Giambi or or whatever the heck it is. But then, but then to be more aesthetic and and cultured. Um, I took his transcripts. and This is why I really needed his permission. I took transcripts from his most famous calls and I converted them into theatrical scenes. <laughs> so that way, you know, if someone can be Mike and then someone can be Ryan in Eastchester, uh, that can happen. And then they can talk about if uh, someone, if, if <laughs> Mickey Mantle ever won the triple crown, <laughs> or uh, if you think the San Francisco Giants and the New York Giants ever hang out because they're both giants, this is so hilarious. I, yeah, so it's it's good. It's yeah. I'll make I'll send you the the dumb stuff one for free. I mean, I'll make it free on my for Kindle or something. I'll have like a free. Yeah, I want to. I'll let you know. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just stupid things I do because the thing is, I know he doesn't want to write a book, but he's going to end up writing a book. And when he starts to write his book and he puts his book out. Everyone's gonna find my books about him when they start searching, and, and they're gonna hate. He's gonna hate me so much <laughs> that we should just have a joint wow. book signing.
0: Is, yeah. So, are you a fan of him, or do you just like messing? Yeah, with him no, the no, I'm a him.
1: big fan. I'm a big fan because okay. he, he reminds me of my dad. In, in the first book, I wrote a whole chapter on his Mike Francis and my dad. So that <laughs> wow. was like the closing remarks.
0: But uh, have you met I, him or spoken
1: to him? I, I wrote a song about him, and yeah. I played it in front of him on the radio in Jersey. Wow! On the round, like alive in the on the Jersey Shore, I played this. It was it was amazing. One of the best days of my career.
0: Wow! But, How uh, cool!
1: It was awesome. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I could say you that stuff. But uh, I'll, are you I'll, Facebook I'll, friends I'll, with I'll, him? What? Are you
0: Facebook friends with
1: him? No, he doesn't even follow me on Twitter. He, he only, only followed people like like uh, someone from CNBC about stocks or Phil Nicholson. That's <laughs> who Mike <my laughs> Francesa uh, follows, but that's perfectly okay. <laughs> If I need to I harass think he needs him, to I to
0: write a book about who he follows. If and, I need to yeah. harass him,
1: I have his email, but I'll leave okay. him alone. I, he he he's a bit, of, you know. Um, cool. Well, I'll I'll let you go, man. This is it's late where you this are. This is
0: so much fun. Yeah, it is late. Yeah,
1: but I will. We will. We will pump this out. I will tag all all the random characters we have referenced, and uh, yeah, I'll let you know when this is ready to go. And we'll uh, definitely have people check out your 2000 inch weird Al podcast.
0: Yes. Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch weird Al podcast, 2000 inch.com or weird Al podcast.com. Oh, that's very good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. want to thank Ethan Ullman for coming on the podcast and going down memory lane. Um, I definitely knew what I was going to talk with him about the first half of that interview. Then we kind of just rolled and that was, uh, Podcast paradise. That's what I'm going to call that. And uh, it was great to have him on. And uh, maybe he'll bring back another Facebook friend uh, that I can interview uh, next time. And uh, definitely check out his 2,000-inch podcast uh, about Weird Al. And uh, yeah, definitely support this podcast by going to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, all that stuff. And, uh, continue to support patreon.com slash funny Evan, social media at Awkward with Evan. And, uh, you know what? Just stay awkward because you know I will.
0: Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Wexel.